When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. People are probably shitting themselves right now seeing you both <laughs> on screen together in a room right now after all the beef. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Now, hello, Polycrow. Hello. hello. Hello, small ant. Hello. I feel like I'm the small ant sitting here next to you. I look <laughs> like a baby next to you. I'm always amazed by speedrunning because how much time goes into it that you don't see on camera. You know, you watch someone do a speedrun. What's the average length of a speedrun? It like? depends on the run. The most popular ones are around like 20 minutes-ish, but you know, there's speedruns that are 200 hours. Whether it's 20 minutes or 200 hours, there is so much time that goes into making that speed run happen. You're learning how to exploit certain glitches. You're having to practice to understand like the, the keystrokes and the way that your hands need to be positioned to do certain things. And there's so much work that goes into every element of making sure that you can be the fastest or at least place in the top charts. And if you make one mistake, that could completely throw you off. Do you deal with that? What is that What is that like going into speed running and just having all that pressure? And it takes a lot of effort to even just start a speed run, not to mention just be good at it. And then on top of that, do it for a living, which is right. a, a totally different thing. Even while you were listing off all of those things, it's like, uh, still, there's even more to that, right? What it's, else? It's routing, right? It's oh, people, like, the per, like the shortest routes? Yes, or um, glitch hunting, right? A lot of speedrunners will go out and find glitches that I can maybe exploit for a speedrun later down the line. And what are you doing when you're practicing? Are you learning the how to exploit the game? What are you doing in the practices? Realistically, like the most efficient way to speedrun is you practice every trick individually until you can confidently do it. And then you practice the faster tricks and then you do runs until you've done them. And then you practice more trick and you just keep going until you're the fastest. The first speedrun that I ever did was like Mario Odyssey. For me to even just get top 10, I was practicing for eight hours a day and then doing runs for eight hours a day. And then I'd do that the next day and the next day and the next day. And I think I peaked at like seventh place. Can you just like blast off some of the tricks and exploits and names of things that you had to learn? So there's this glitch in Breath of the Wild uh, called bullet time bouncing, where you shield jump onto an enemy while in bullet time, and then it launches you 19 times the speed of your paraglider across the uh, sky. But that wasn't like found by anyone looking for that. That was literally a clip that was shared on Twitter. Because if someone was like, wow, this is weird that that happened, and you have to dissect that. And you have to be like, what, what happened? How do you recreate it? And then possibly, how do you use it for a speed run? The speed run that I'm most well known for is called uh, uh, Super Mario Odyssey Minimum Captures. If you played Mario Odyssey, you, you throw Cappy onto things and it turns into them. Yeah. It's basically using as few of those as possible. There's a trick at the very end called a, a wet nut jump that is the real name of it. There is uh, CRC's Cappy Return Cancels. Without running, you have to play in two-player mode with your hands and feet simultaneously. You have to control You're literally using characters. your feet at the same oh, time? Yeah. yeah, you have to use your feet to control a controller while you're... Yeah, because you're. In, <laughs> you have to play in two-player mode. Um, so, nut clip. There's 
a lot of things that are named after nuts. Um, <laughs> at the highest of levels, every small detail is thought out. There's never a question of what do I do here? It's always, do I remember what to do here? Did you have any idea that this would be something that would become part of your career? Deep down, I kind of knew that the ideas I had for streaming were unique in such a way that people would really want to watch them and people would really enjoy them. And so I was like, yeah, this could be something that I could do if I really put all of my effort into it. I mean, I think, I think it worked out, you know? Yeah. I, think, I think it helped. For me, whenever I get interested in stuff, that's the only thing that exists. If I'm not doing that, I'm thinking about that and I'm like, I should probably, like, I want to go do more of that. Did you have to like sit down and sit your parents down and be like, okay, this is what my career path's gonna look like. <laughs> well, I think- Playing video games for a living. <laughs> yeah, I did have to have that conversation. It was actually almost before I started streaming because I was like, hey, so I know that, you know, my birthday's coming up uh -huh. and I know you're probably gonna get me like something small or whatever, but like, could you get me like a microphone? And they're like, why? Like, you've never asked for like anything for your birthday specifically. Maybe like a little like C920 webcam or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had the exact model number. Yeah, no, I mean, I know, I know my exact setup from back then. And they were like, yeah, I guess so. Like, why? And I was like, I was thinking of streaming. And, like my mom was like, like what? Kind of, I'm like video games, mom. I was like uh, video games. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not going anywhere else with that. You, you, know? you weren't gonna be Point Crow, the fan, the cam girl. I wasn't planning on shaking my ass. Mm. Although I've done that a couple times recently, but still, you know. Hey. If with you get, if you get paid, on. you're a professional. Hey, there you go. Is there an emotional pain that you feel when you're, you know, you're like you're 18 hours deep in a speed run and you. <sighs> You, you fail, you mess up one little thing. I remember a, a distinct moment during that like tournament. Um, it was like in between tournament matches and I was trying to improve my, my personal best time. And I got to the, the very end and there's a trick called the uh, 2D skip at the end of uh, Super Mario Odyssey. And it's an easy trick. It saves a second. There's like no reason not to go for it. It just saves one second? But if you really mess it up, you die and you lose like a minute. So to save one second, you risk losing a minute. Yeah, but like it's not gonna happen because it's really easy. But in that w one run, it was like two weeks. I hadn't PB'd, hadn't gotten a personal best. And- Oh, they were saying I hadn't PB'd in two weeks. Hadn't PB'd. <laughs> I failed the trick and uh, my face was just- and you lost a minute? Yeah, I, the run was dead. It was, I had to reset. I was like an hour in and I had to reset. And that clip, I think it got to the top of uh, a subreddit, watch people die inside. It's devastating sometimes. Or when you're grinding speed runs for weeks, months at a time, and you're, you know, you're just like, man, I just want a couple seconds faster. And then, and then I'll get my goal or then I'll stop or then I'll move on. It's devastating when it gets to that point where it's the critical hour and you just mess up. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of the beauty of speed running in a way, because if you didn't have those moments happen, then the moments where you succeed would feel so much less successful mm. um, because you did overcome all of that. It's like, how do you know what success feels like if you haven't failed thousands of times? So the mental toll, obviously there's gonna be a huge mental toll <laughs> yeah. in, in repeating the same thing over and over and over again. But what about the physical toll? Like, do you, have you suffered any physical injuries <laughs> from you know, holding a controller or keyboard mouse in that position for however many hours that you need to. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, which is kind of, it kind of seems strange because oh, you're playing video games, right? Yeah. But if you're doing repeated movements, uh, eight, 10, 12 hours a day over and over and over again, you're going to get injured, right? If you don't genuinely like stretch and everything. I physically couldn't hold the controller because I went to the doctor and I got repetitive strain injury in, uh, in my thumbs. I couldn't use my hands for a couple months after that. That's actually why I started YouTube, because I was like, I want to be in, involved in the community, 
but I can't play the game, so I'll make videos on the game instead. We found a couple of your biggest failures. Oh, really? Yeah, so I wanna, I wanna check those out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. All right. You're five and a half hours Should deep here. <laughs> oh! Whoa! 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 Shit! Oh, what the fuck? Oh my! You did. Yeah. <laughs> it you was died in like, fi like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to get through it without any losses, right? Yeah. It was. I was. That was difficult. Within five seconds, you destroyed died. an entire five and a half hour. Well, I mean, like for like I, I as much as I want to say that was a speed run, that was pretty much like a regular playthrough of Undertale. Uh, okay, okay. As, well, like, as much as I want to say like, yeah, but. But was it perfect up to that point? Uh, I don't think it was actually. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry to like kind of. Damn, yeah. the mask comes off. <laughs> so this was me. I, I was trying to beat Pokemon Platinum without ever taking damage. And I made a really bad. No! <laughs> no! I made a really bad decision. Why? Um. <laughs> Almost 18 hours in. You you have to one-shot everything, basically, to, to so they can't hit you first. Driftblum has the ability Aftermath, where if you make contact with it, it will deal damage to you when it faints. You have to use a move that doesn't make contact, but the only move that any of my Pokemon could learn that didn't make contact was uh, Rock Tomb, which is an 80% chance of hitting. I was like, I don't want to grind another Pokemon up to level 100. I'm just going to take the chance. It missed. And I lost the time and we did it again. Uh, we didn't do the whole thing again. I think I lost like, I think it was like eight hours. So what keeps you coming back to do speed runs when you are at constant risk of losing hours every day or even a full day of work? The only reason why anyone's playing a game that much is because they really like it. Mm -hmm. Like you're not gonna speed run a game that you don't like, at least not to that extent. I'm only putting in the time because like, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy it. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you get really deep into a grind and it's like, uh, you know, I can't quit now. Like, I need a break, but I can't quit now. But then eventually, you know, you you get there and it's like, you know, it was worth it. I, I'm, I'm happy with, I'm proud of myself. When you go through speed running, right, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of monotonous in a way, but it's also like beautiful in another because you'll miss things on like your first playthrough of a game, right, that you'll find kid you not, like the 572nd time, where you're like, oh, that's really cool that they put that into the game. It gives you a new recognition for cool things. And it's a game in itself, right? So you have your own, you know, different challenge. Cause that's what speedrunning really is. Like it's a challenge. Speedrunning is not exactly lucrative. Speedrunning is not. Um, there's two types of sort of things that you do, like you do with speedrunning. And one of them is the traditional speedrunning where you just, you go live or you're offline and you just keep ram your head against a wall, doing the same tricks over and over again to get a marginally better time. Mm -hmm. It's really fun and that in itself is really entertaining. But then there's also speedrun content creators, right? Because once you've become a good speedrunner and once you've played that game hundreds of hours, thousands of hours, they'll take the knowledge that they've learned from speedrunning and the content creation that they've done with the speedrunning, explaining tricks, niche knowledges, and applying that towards really creative video ideas, mm. um, which, I think I've done pretty well. But you'll see people like Squeaks or Simply or Small Ant are all good speedrunners that have taken their knowledge and then applied that towards content creation and video ideas. I think definitely people can can do it full time. Like I know a lot of the Mario 64 people have, have been able to make it their full time thing just because they're good at the game and they're able to compete for world record, but it's because they're able to compete for world record. So they have to stay near the top. I, I never really expected to make any money from it. Ever until like it started happening. 
you're like, oh shit, I'm making money off this. This could, this could be a thing. I remember I, I wrote down like a little note. It's like, if I get like 300 subscribers on Twitch and like, you know, maintain the YouTube channel to get like a couple thousand views a video, that's enough. You know, I can live off of that. That would be really, really exciting. From a content perspective, I think it was unwise to try and get into speed running as like a job. And I think it's still like, there's there's no money in this. You got to do it because you like it. Do your skills with speed running apply anywhere else in your life? I've noticed since speed running that I clean the house way differently. Like if I'm doing chores in the house, I'm like, okay, what what can I overlap these tasks? How can I, I can do laundry while that's happening. I can go do the, you know, do the dishes, throw them in the dishwasher. Mm, so you're speed well, running I can, chores. Yeah, you figure out how to optimize stuff better. Right, yeah, you put this thing in the dishwasher and this thing in the laundry. <laughs> and while that's going on, then you can work on the other things because then those things are getting done. Well, that's called productivity. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just optimization. Well, the skills do, translate outside of video games though to other speed runs like you did a pencil sharpening speed run yeah that was that's something that I'm I'm the pencil sharpening guy I've got that a couple times <laughs> do you still hold the world record no I'm like third place now well we got two we got two pencils here if you want to uh, compete with me real quick I could tr oh that's why this was here I was like <laughs> are we gonna be taking notes or something no we are we are going to compete to see who can sharpen two pencils fastest. Okay. And I watched your video, I know the strategy. Oh yeah? First of all, the strategy, you're gonna have to have bare legs. Mm-hmm, that helps a lot. Yeah. Are you gonna take your pants off, uh, or is that uh, gonna... Uh, maybe, that's for <laughs> the members only content. Oh, okay. You'll probably beat me here. <laughs> you're gonna take third place. Wait, can you start with the pencil in it? Yeah, you can start, as long as it hasn't sharpened it at all. All right, let's have a countdown. All right. Is it three, two, one, go? Yeah, on go. Okay. Oh, this sharpener is an interesting one. What the hell? I think it, I, no, some shit broke in there. <laughs> you fucking broke in half. It's not quite bad enough. We could be here a while if it's not a good sharpener. Oh, this is destroying my legs, actually. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think the razor is going into my kneecaps. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is bad. <laughs> this Your is forearms right are going to be dead by the end of this. This is not the right method. No, no. my forearms got a lot of practice. Okay, you're used to this twisting motion? Yeah. We're gonna be oh here for God. a couple minutes. Dude, this is this is actually making me break a sweat. I might slow down on the last one just so you suffer a bit. I'm trying to breathe through it, man. <laughs> you got good pencils, but the sharpener is the, the big thing. I think this is like the, the, the toxic masculine version of of knitting. Hey bro, you wanna go sharpen some <laughs> pencils? Woo! Well, um, is that is that how small it needs to be? That's yeah, about good. Wow, cool. Well, I did one in the time that it took you to do two. How long was that? Five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah, world record would have been done twice in that time. I'm kind of like third best in the world, so don't feel so bad. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. Whether or not you're looking forward to the holidays, adding something new and positive can help counteract feelings of unhappiness. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. I've been a huge proponent of therapy for a while now. I started going about six years ago and it's helped me in almost every part of my life. Whether you're dealing with anxiety or depression, therapy has been a guiding light for me. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, 
flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Padilla. In this day and age, it seems like you can't just buy things anymore. You have to subscribe to them. There's subscriptions for everything, like streaming services, razors, fitness programs, and pet food. And there's even a bacon of the month club. Uh, it's no wonder it can feel impossible to keep tabs of what you're paying for each month. That's why I'm a huge fan of Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spendings, and can help you lower your bills all in one place. With over 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. Stop wasting your money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to Rocket Money com slash Padilla. That's rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. Rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. Now back to the world of speedrunners. Do you think there was anything in your life, in your childhood leading up to you being a speedrunner that kind of honed you in on, on being hyper-focused and taking things that seriously? Uh, yeah, I have a twin sister. Ever since birth, I've been extremely competitive. We always want to be, you know, the best that we can be. And I mean, just even growing up, like I have once again, a very supportive family and I love them so much. From the competitiveness with my sister and the support of like my parents, like they're always like, you'll do great things. Like you're going to do great things in life. Like sometimes you'll feel like you're down, but you will, like we know, we believe in you. And I've never had someone believe in me such like that of just the love that they've given me. That's contributed a lot because like, I wanna do something in life. I wanna, I wanna be unique, creative. I wanna do life like no one else has done before. And so I do crazy things like chess boxing, like having my goldfish control a video game, like doing Breath of the Wild blindfolded, like speed running, because it's like, I don't know, I feel supported. And that competitiveness from my sister has like, I don't know, let us to both do good things. Within the speedrunning community on YouTube, I feel like you are one of the one of the top names in speedrunning. Yeah, one of the one of more well-known ones for sure. When I posted that we were going to be interviewing both of you, that we you were both going to be in the same episode, mm -hmm. people were like, "What? I thought they had some beef. I thought they weren't talking. They're going to be in a video together." Yeah. So fans want to know what happened. I, I was already like an established streamer did some very similar content. Like I was doing some Breath of the Wild challenge runs at that time. So he also did some Breath of the Wild challenge runs and we, we had very, very parallel content basically all the way up. And so me being the bigger creator, he was quite often like compared to me. Mm -hmm. And like I was compared to him, but me being the bigger creator, he got way more of that. So it's kind of like a rivalry that was put on for entertainment. Yeah. But it started to feel a little bit too real. Yeah. Well, like it, it wasn't necessarily that like we, we didn't really dislike each other yeah. at all. Like we were we were friends, but it was just like, you know, 200 people every day are be like, you're worse than this guy. Mm -hmm. That wears on you. Eventually he started to focus that on me where it's like, I am the cause of that. Is it because you didn't tell them to stop or because he just thought you were associated with that? That was something that both of us didn't encourage. 18 months later, a couple months ago, he just, he reached out and he was like, hey, we should, can we talk? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, he called and he gave me the best apology I've ever received from anyone. Like he, he apologized for like, you know, everything that he had said, you know, stuff that I didn't even think about. It was a very genuine, very good apology. I don't mm -hmm. know, it, I, it, it just completely like, 
I definitely had some things I had to apologize to. You know, I, I wasn't super vocal about like, hey guys, you know, cut that out. I did like a community post once on YouTube, but mm. you know, I think I, I definitely could have done better. You know, making people a little bit friendlier in the rivalry, like, you know, letting people know, but I don't know. We, we talked, we're good now. We'll probably do some content together eventually. It's like, I, I am a different person um, than I was before. I don't know, I'm 25 and I make mistakes. And unfortunately, like that mistake happened to be extremely public. Cause what, were you doing it just for the entertainment factor? Yeah, like I was doing it to have fun with my friend and I was doing it for videos, to have fun, you know? Uh, to create entertainment. There was some miscommunications about things between me and him. You know, like he would say something, oh, I thought you meant it like this, uh, you know, vice versa. And it sort of culminated into where I started attributing malice in places where there were none. But since then, uh, you know, it's been a year and a half. I've grown as a person. I realized where I had faults. I realized where he had faults. And we're both adults, so we talked it out. It's weighed on me a lot, and I can't imagine how much it's weighed on him as well. So I was like, hey, I want to reach out. Um, see if we can make something better. You know, just talk it out at least. Just have a dialogue, a conversation, um, and we'll do it privately. That's one of the biggest mess ups I've made in my career. Is like, if you have a problem with somebody, you should try to settle it more privately. Have you been on camera together since No, then? I think there's like one photo of us. I've never like been on camera with him. Well, you're not gonna believe this, but under your chair Whoa. is Small Ant. Point Crow and Small Ant. Hello. Hello. People are probably shitting themselves right now seeing you both <laughs> on the screen together in a room right now after all the beef. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, you know. After all that beef, yeah. all that public beef. Yeah, that was crazy. Has that been completely no more, no more beef? I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, we think, talked it out. We're yeah. all good now. Yeah. I was just sorry for, you know, what kind of happened. Well, initially in the, the first like public response, I kind of yeah. said my bit and did a, an apology for the stuff that I needed to apologize for, at least the stuff I thought I did. So then it was your turn and you felt like you needed Yeah, it's like it's like I needed time to like really like reflect on like myself too. Yeah. Uh, so then I was like, hey, you know, um, if there's, you know, anything, if you want to forgive what I've done as well, then I just wanted to talk it out. And yeah. he was very kind and was like, yeah, let's talk it out. What do you think was the biggest misconception about that whole situation? I mean, there was a lot of people and, you know, just being like, hey, Point Crow, you are a worse version of him. Or it's right. like, all you do is copy ideas. Because all of our content, we would compete basically. Yeah, like exactly. we never yeah. worked together yeah. on a project. <laughs> we would always... It was always like butting heads with it. Yeah. Um, so I think it came from like a place of like really enjoying it. Um, but I took that a little bit more personally of like, I do more things, you know, I, that's, mm -hmm. my content is not derivative. This is going to be a, this is maybe going to spark a big debate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just. The, strap in, <laughs> get your diapers ready. Best starter Pokemon. <laughs> Mine's Charmander. Charmander? It's, it's just the, it's literally the first one that I ever chose. Yeah. Right. And I have like a funny story with it where. Um, for the first 50 hours of playing Pokemon Fire Red for the first time, I didn't know that you had to go to the Pokemart to receive the parcel to give back to Oak. So I just thought the game was going around battling Pokemon in the wild grass. So by the time I figured that out, I had a level 50 Charizard um, before even I went to Pewter City or Viridian Forest for that matter. So you just de decimated everyone yeah, after that? Yeah, I have like 900 hours in that game. Just on that save, I still have the like the cartridge. Holy shit. So that's my starter. Sure. So nostalgia based. Yeah, any starter is good when you get it to its final form before leaving town. Yeah. <laughs> so that's for me. What about you? Turtwig. 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 I think, I think Turtwig. I thought it was between that and Mudkip. He's just cute. 
Just because he's cute? He's just a little guy. Nothing else? He no. is a little guy. Just all the looks? Yeah. Yeah? yeah he's, not, he's not competitively strong. <laughs> he's just a little guy. I cried when I caught Mute, or Rayquaza for the first time. Really? I, I remember it. I remember I, it took me like three hours. I, cr I remember I brought it up to my mom. I was like, look, look. I was crying. <laughs> And your mom's just like, scram, She's kid. like, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, whoa, it's green. <laughs>